Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back at it here for our number two of the early line, Series 6 of Channel 159, right here on the Sports Grid Network. It's Mark Zeno, it's Donnie Wrightside, and away we go and set up everything because what have we been talking about? Major League Baseball. We took a little NBA action, the NFL, and now how about this? Golf, yes, the Tour Championship is this week with a lot of money on the line, but as always, you're taking a look at the PGA Tour, the Live Golf Tour, how they mesh together. Coming up soon is the Ryder Cup. A lot of big things in golf, but let's hear a little clip here from Jay. Monahan. And specifically on Live Golf, in your mind, does that exist in two, three, five years' time? Because that would seem contrary to the development plans you're speaking about for your own tour. I think, you know, there are a lot of questions that are specific questions that are going to come and have come to me as it relates and have come to others as it relates to elements of what is in the framework agreement and elements of what we're talking about. I'm not going to talk publicly about them until we've completed those discussions, and I can answer that question specifically and directly. The embattled Jay Monahan of the PGA Tour here. Before we get to the actual competition here at East Lake Mark, let me ask you this question. The new golf umbrella, right, which basically is Live Golf and the PGA Tour now operating as one along with the World Golf Tour. How do we see this in two or three years? Is it still going to be two split levels where Live Golf just does its own thing and doesn't get any ratings and pays a lot of money and the PGA Tour tries to hang on? Are these two conglomerates going to mesh sooner than later or no, just stay the same? Well, the short answer is, is yes, but let me just put a side note that Jay Monahan's a weasel. Um, after we get past that whole you know, recognition yeah, they're going to end up coming together. Uh, it's just a question of what the format looks like and who retains power versus who retains the money. And I don't know that Liv necessarily wants to have control. They just want the money. And that's fine. Uh, and, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I'm an American. I'm a capitalist. Make as much money as you can so it doesn't bother me in the slightest. And, and you know, I'm not going to get into geopolitical ties and everything else because I think people are sorely misinformed about that whole relationship. But – I say all this to say that, yeah, I think that these two forces will come together and figure out a way to put it all under one umbrella because guess what? Players secretly, they like the live model. They, they, they don't have to be stuck in, in a certain format that the PGA is forcing them in. And as much as guys like Rory and everybody else want to sit there and defend and back the PGA, fine, go ahead and do that. But in reality, you know as well as I do objectively what they what live offers is a better deal than what the PGA offers. 
Absolutely. Less golf and more guaranteed money. I mean, where do you sign up there? And also, you just saw Monaghan talk there and you, like the weasel aspect of it. I can't imagine the top stars on the PGA Tour buying into what he was selling. Let's increase purses here. Great. We're not going to go over. Sooner or later, live golf is going to be no longer. And you wake up in the morning and go, well, good. Hey, Jay, I turned down a few hundred million dollars to stick it on the PGA Tour only months later to realize you're now under the same golfing umbrella where the guys in the live golf tour will eventually be welcomed back with all that more money than you had in your pocket, let's just say to a Roy McIlroy or a John Rahm. But that's neither here nor there. Certainly topics for conversations. Let's get after it here on the Tour Championship, which includes the FedEx Cup, which has started out with the FedEx St. Jude's Championship, the BMW Championship, and now the Tour Championship. It's interesting the way they play it out because it is due to standings. So if we're looking at the leaderboard, technically there already is one. Scotty Scheffler minus, or excuse me, 10 under. Victor Hovland, 8 under. Rory McIlroy, 7 under, based on how the points are lining up here. So if you equate it to the FanDuel Sportsbook and say, wow, Scotty Scheffler, plus 130 price. Rory at plus 330, followed by Hovland at 5 to 1. Boy, they're really giving Scheffler a lot of respect. But Scheffler basically getting the handicap here, Mark, of a two-shot lead entering into this final weekend. Yeah, and, and again, that's because Scheffler has been one of the best and most consistent golfers True. on tour throughout the entire year. But you look at the, the championship odds there. Now, remember, you look on the right side of that screen, Lucas Glover at, at plus 5,500. He's won the last two events to put himself in this conversation. Uh, and this is a golf course that he knows well. Uh, and if you go back two weeks to the St. Jude Championship, same designer uh, of this of that where St. Jude yeah. was played in here. So he's very familiar with and understanding how the course was designed and, and the way he can execute it very well. You know, I look to a guy like John Rahm. I think that he is going to be a guy that is going to be there on Sunday of this thing with a chance to win it. But, you know, you have to remember the way they do this staggered scoring here, you know, the odds are priced accordingly. And yes. for guys who are sitting there that are three or four under right now, or, or two or three, minus two, minus three, that are at the bottom of the 30 players in the field, guess what? For those guys to crack themselves into a top five or top, you know, 10 finish is a lot easier and probably safer bet because they only need to make up three or four strokes over the course of three or four days to be able to do that as it's currently constructed right now. So those to me look like better and, and smarter bets to do than necessarily trying to figure out who the outright winner is here when the top five or six guys are the best five or six golfers in the world and they're all separated by a stroke or two. Let's welcome in the radio audience. You're watching and listening live here to the early line on a Wednesday morning edition. Mark Zeno and Donnie Wrightside talking the tour championship. And my goodness, is money on the line. First place takes home $18 million. Second place, $6.5 million. So there is a massive swing to be in first place here. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but don't be surprised, as Mark just brought up there, the staggered scoring system that you have where guys technically are already in the lead before this tournament actually tees off. We actually saw a couple years ago, Tiger. Woods return back to the winning column here at the Tour Championship. We'll see what happens. Rory won this last year on this golf tournament. We'll see who takes it down this time around. But more and more options continue here on the Sports Grid Network with us. Why? Let's get to college football. Let's talk some news and notes. However, it is week zero, people. Wake up. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's get after it here. College football edition. And guys, by the time you're ready to go this weekend, week zero will be underway in Dublin, Ireland. That's a Notre Dame fighting Irish and Navy. How about that? We'll see if Navy throws the football around a little bit more. That's going to be odd to watch you play up. But before we get there, there are a lot of things that are getting settled in. We talked in the NFL. Hey, look at that. Baker Mayfield is going to be the starting quarterback here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But before we get to some quarterback changes here in college football, one of the hottest topics over the past 15 to 20 years in college football is the Heisman Trophy, who has it and who doesn't have it. Technically, Reggie Bush does not have a Heisman Trophy, even though he did earn it on the field. But it's what he did off the field that got his Heisman Trophy taken away from him. But also, Reggie Bush now is filing a defamation suit against the NCAA in a bid to have his records restored and his Heisman returned. Kevin and I clash all the time on this, whether it's on TV or radio. And I don't know because if I'm a little bit more old school, but I'm always of the notion here for me. And I know this isn't the perception of most people or even his teammates in the past. If I'm Matt Liner, I never pick up the phone for Reggie Bush ever again. Because when I look in the record books, USC didn't win any championships. If I'm Reggie Bush myself, I don't have a Heisman Trophy. The only person I blame is me. Every single player on that USC football team that played with Reggie Bush that had their championships taken away and their wins, I would never pick up the phone and answer his phone call because Reggie Bush, all ah, give it back to me. You're now allowed to take money. You broke the cardinal sin at USC was don't put yourself above the team. Don't get a house for your family. Don't get cash for yourself. Don't get cars. Don't do any of that stuff. Just play football and those riches will be there for you in the NFL. Now, granted, yes, times have changed. But if the Sports Grid Network told me, Donnie, if you wear a red blazer on air, we will fire you. In three years later, if you're allowed to wear red blazers on the Sports Grid Network, I'm not going to go back to the Sports Grid Network and say, I'm going to sue you because now you're allowed to wear red blazers. It's just my opinion on Reggie Bush, Mark. What is your opinion on Reggie Bush getting his Heisman back, suing the NCAA? Big deal, no deal? What is it? Well, first, red blazer is an outstanding fashion statement. I think. Donnie I mean, Bright's come on now, right? Yeah. And Rock that. Handsome and red blazer. Um, <laughs> I mean, there is a little bit of a slippery slope that the NCAA has routinely stood on. I mean, Reggie Bush lost his Heisman for taking money or getting a house for his family. And another USC Heisman winner got to keep his after murdering two people. So I'm not really sure what the line is, um, you know, in the sand that the NCAA decides when and where they do this sort of thing. However, 
for me, I think it would look favorably upon the NCAA if at this point in time they turned around and reinstated all that stuff. Because guess what, Donnie? I could show you highlights. I can go to YouTube and watch highlight Correct. after highlight of you. You're right. You ever look You're not right of everybody that played with Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart uh, when they were on the field. And that's really all that matters. Um, you, you could change a record book, but you can't change history because the records are printed in ink and, and history is, you know, there forever. So I, I don't, I don't put too much stock into this stuff. I get where you're coming from. And I agree at the time it was a rule. You broke a rule. There is a consequence, but that doesn't mean that as rules change and everything else, we can't go back and sort of go, okay, now that we've changed the ruling on this. Yeah. Guess what? I mean, it's kind of like now that we've finally started testing for steroids in baseball, we have a line of demarcation of who did what and where, we know how to write the record books accurately based off of the information that we have now that we didn't have then. And it's okay to make that adjustment. We'll see what happens here if he does get it back. But the one thing you are right about, I do get a little bit of a chuckle out of, say, like, let's just say, you know, Louisville wins a championship under Rick Patino, They take it away. Well, no, I was out on the court. I played that game, the players would say, and we won that championship. There's something to be said for that. But also, you look up in the rafters, it's just not there. It's really not that big of a deal anymore. But I just always get angry at Reggie Bush because at every turn for the past decade, he's always angry. And I say, just be angry at yourself. You actually did this. Nobody else. And those riches were always always going to be there for you, but it's just a certain topic that's brought up. Now, here's the opposite side of the spectrum, Mark, right? Hey, look, back in the day, Reggie Bush couldn't take any money. Jaden Rashad, who's now being named the starting quarterback at Arizona State, was supposed to be a Florida Gator. And under the Gator collectible there, they were supposed to pay him millions of dollars to be their starting quarterback. For some reason, it didn't work out. Signed on the dotted line. Didn't turn out to be true. He winds up at Arizona State, which I guess would be a good move. We'll see how talented he is. He came in as a, as a heralded freshman quarterback prospect. But it's interesting that we line these two stories up side by side. Now you're able to get paid before you weren't able to get paid. But Arizona State has a new starting quarterback. They're going to need it. That's not going to be a very good football team. I don't think they're going to win five games this year. Uh, unless Jaden Richard does something that nobody saw coming. I just don't think that they're going to be a team that is going to be very competitive. And what is a very top heavy top six, you know, Pac-12 for the final year of it is it is pausing genuflect that the Pac-12 is now gone. But all that said, it's okay nowadays that if you want to recruit players and can offer them a quote salary in NIL money, then go ahead and do it. I mean, you know, Give the players, give these high school athletes the ability to choose their next step based off of what you're offering. I think that's fair. It is. And it'll be interesting to see because, again, just because he didn't sign that new deal technically here with Arizona State, you could still earn that money. And if he does turn out to be a good quarterback, I'm sure local businesses and maybe national businesses certainly will come calling. But what an interesting time here in the NCAA where these guys are looking to get paid before they even step on campus here at some of their schools. Let's keep moving forward here and talking about other starting quarterbacks here and a Pac-12 side. Oregon State names Clemson transfer DJ Uyunglele as their quarterback number one. Now, this guy was supposed to be the end-all, be-all, taking over for Trevor Lawrence and never skipping a beat. Didn't turn out that way for DJ. Now he finds himself out on there on the West Coast in the Pac-12. Let's see what he can do this year. High thought process here on DJ, or, man, I saw enough at Clemson. I don't really know what he's going to do out there in the Pac-12. Well, 
Well, I would argue that uh, there might be some better defenses in the ACC than there are in the Pac-12, which isn't That's saying true. much because the ACC defenses aren't all that great. We did see some flashes from DJU throughout his, his run at Clemson. Remember, the year where it got really bad, I think the last seven games of the year, they were winning games by 30 points, and DJU looked great, uh, yeah. and it looked like Clemson might be able to return. The upside here for Oregon State is last year their quarterback situation was a mess. And they had a very good defense, one of the better defenses in the country, and just couldn't score a ton of points, or any points for that matter, that put them over the top. Now they feel like they have a more competent quarterback and a guy who can at least elevate their offense and hopefully not turn the ball over as much as they did last year. I think USC had four turnovers in the game against Oregon State last year that ended up with a 17-10 win for for the Trojans in a game that Oregon State probably should have won uh, as, a, as a heavy underdog, but if DJU can provide some semblance of consistency, this could be an Oregon State team that gets themselves into the mix here in the Pac-12 for possibly playing in the Pac-12 championship game. Look, they're not better than USC. They're not better than Oregon. Uh, there's a case to be made that if Cam Rising is healthy, they're not better than Utah. But they're going to be a lot more competitive than people have given them credit for in years past. Yeah, rolling through the Pac-12 also. And again, just like in the NFL, sometimes you get bad news with injuries. The Washington Huskies, no stranger to that now. Take a look at Cam Davis, who led the team last year with 13 rushing touchdowns. He is now going to be out for the season for the Huskies. That's a blow on a team that expects to do some big things there in the Pac-12. It is. I mean, at the end of the day, Washington will go as far as Michael Penix Jr. will take them. And if Michael Penix Jr. is going to... um you know, elevate himself into a Heisman conversation. That means he's going to elevate Washington into the best team in the Pac-12 and uh, end up facing USC uh, in, in a Pac-12 championship game that would, by all accounts, be one of the highest scoring games we've seen in quite some time, or at least that's the way odds makers would book it, given these two offenses that are there. But, you know, I, that's really what it boils down to for the Huskies. Cam Davis, absolutely a big loss for that team. But as long as Michael Penix's legs work, Washington will be in every game and win a bunch of them. By the way, get used to this, too, because the reason we're bringing up a lot of these, the transfer market is wide open because basically you can transfer anywhere you want, which includes Georgia Tech getting Texas A&M transfer. Haynes King is now their quarterback one here. I can't wait. It's week zero, Mark. By the way, any thoughts on week zero here? Any hot plays for this weekend for the people? Oh, break me off some Vanderbilt Commodores <laughs> against I'm playing all 17, 17 and a half of those points. They're going to blow their doors off. Vandy kicking it deep. And also, as we said, get started there in Dublin with Notre Dame and Navy. I can't wait. It's week zero football season officially underway here at the Sports Grid Network. But you know what? It's still baseball season. We'll talk about it next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ooh, the summer might be winding down, but Major League Baseball certainly heating up. And my goodness, if you just take a look at the National League and the wild card standings each and every day, teams trading with each other, trying to jockey for position here. We got an exciting Major League Baseball card today. A couple games we'll preview, actually 10 in total, and a lot of afternoon baseball, which is fantastic for here on a Wednesday. But it's time to get back on track for me. Yesterday, I took another loss on my same game parlay because the San Diego Padres were inept at the plate. Blake Snell gives up a home run early and they couldn't recover, which is basically the Padres season in totality here. But today we get back on track. Let's get after it. It's the Fandle. Same game parlays. Thought I had a winner yesterday. Turned out I didn't have a winner. A little bit snake bitten over the first couple uh, days here of this week and also late last week. Winning a series, winning a game, it's it's not equating to wins for me in my same game parlays. I take down a leg, I lose a leg, I win two legs, I lose one. Today, we settle in here. We're going with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I named my same game parlay today Dodgeball. Why? Because we need victories today. And so simple. You go out, what, second, third, fourth, fifth grade, you play dodgeball. It's easy to comprehend. Throw the ball, don't get hit with it. You don't, you know, get knocked out of the game. Simple, right, Dodgers? Come on now. All I need from you today is two legs here. Number one, for the Dodgers to win with Clayton Kershaw on the mound as a heavy favorite today. Leg number two, it should be automatic like setting your watch here. Just like the sun rises and the sun sets. Freddie Freeman to record an RBI today. That's it. Dodgeball today with the Los Angeles Dodgers against the Cleveland Guardians. Two legs. Freddie Freeman for an RBI. The Dodgers to win a plus 187 price. That's where we're getting our week started off here on a Wednesday to get back into the win column. Now, let's have some fun with the Major League Baseball card, which does start early today. And that's in a game between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Pirates. If we're lining this game up here on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Thompson versus Ortiz, slight favorite here to St. Louis as a favorite of minus 126 and a total that's listed at nine and a half. Temperatures today for this game, 75 degrees, light wind blowing in from right field. Any thoughts today, Mark, for you on a game between the Cardinals and the Pirates? Oh, God. I mean, at this point, do you want to play a game with two teams that are playing for nothing? Uh, Unless unless you see a major edge here or side, and I, I genuinely don't with these two starting pitchers. There's nothing about this game that really entices me or this series. Uh, I know it's early day baseball, but I, I got to be honest. That's a game I looked at for about 12 seconds and said, there's, I'm not, it's, this is not worth me digging to try to find an angle here with these two teams. I mean, look, if you just want to take the short route and say Cardinals team total over against a bad Pirates team and a bad Pirates bullpen, then maybe you have a shot there. It'd be the only place I'd probably look. 
Yeah, exactly. And you take a look, too, because one of the things I always like to do is give me a little basis here, Mark. Like, give me 30, give me maybe five or six weeks here where you can go back and see how you're doing as a pitcher. Luis Ortiz hasn't thrown there for about over a month and a half at this point, so hard to get a feel on what he's coming back to. And also, both of these teams going nowhere here in the 2023 season, but it is a day game, 1235 in the afternoon, and yeah, we'll see how many people are attendance there in Pittsburgh. Let's keep it moving down the list we go, because an interesting one is popping up here. Number one, because the Chicago Cubs need a victory over the Detroit Tigers they need to stay in that wild card race but also the Tigers not playing for much but they got I guess their ace on the mound technically and Tariq Skubal a minus 120 price so they're favorite over the Chicago Cubs in yeah. Jamison Tyone and a total of eight here now granted as we know Detroit not playing for much but baseball is an individualistic sport where pitchers still care about their ERA and their strikeout rate and also batters still care about their batting average home runs and RBIs being knocked in any thoughts on the Cubs and the Tigers at one o'clock yeah, absolutely. And, and the reason why the Tigers are a favorite is because Tariq Skubal has allowed as many earned runs at home this year as you and I have. That would be zero. That's crazy. Uh, he yeah. has not been able – he's not given up – and he's given up one run but zero earned runs in this game here. I love the Tigers in the first five money line here. I think you get a very good price at it. You want a same-game parlay here that I can put together? It's the Tigers' money line overall. Tigers over three and a half runs and Tariq Skubal, the starter, actually under six and a half Ks here. The Cubs aren't a high strikeout team and Skubal necessarily isn't a high strikeout rate pitcher. His numbers are a little bit skewed just because he's only made eight starts for them at home. But also during day games this year, Skubal is three and oh with a 1.80 ERA and five day game starts. So give me the Tigers first five money line today. He's he and you're right. He's been absolutely incredible here. You take a look at the last 30 days, 104 batters he's faced. Now keep in mind, he's a left-handed pitcher. So typically you'd say, okay, maybe right-handed batters can get the best of him on the season. A 104 ISO power number in the last 30 days in 063 lineup against left-handed pitching or batters. Forget about it as well. He's got an 080 ISO and a weighted on base percentage of 262 over the past 30 days in Major League Baseball. If there's one guy that can certainly hold the Cubs down, it's probably going to be Scooble. And keep in mind against right-handed pitching the Cubs are absolutely raking it's a little bit of more of a mixed bag here over the past month against left-handed pitching so we'll see how that one actually turns out there let's focus here on the Twins and the Brewers again big stakes here Twins looking to hold down the AL Central we take a look at the Brewers looking to hold down the NL Central it's going to be Burns versus Maeda a favorite here for the Brewers at a minus 142 price in a total very low listed at seven and a half this game set to be first pitch right around 210 Eastern any thoughts between the Twins and the Brewers and now, of course, both of their playoff races. Yeah, I mean, Maeda's been better than expected since coming off the IL, uh, and at least I should say more consistent. I, the only thing I would look to here is, and it's going to be a low number, but I would look to a first five under. You know, and you'll find this out about me, Donnie. I have very little tolerance for bullpens. I have very, very little tolerance <laughs> for bullpens here, the variance that, that comes along with it. Um, so, you know, point simply being that uh, – I think with these two starters here, and these are lineups that are not good at hitting, period. The Brewers can't score. Uh, go back to their series against the Dodgers where they pitched their tails off and, and couldn't score a single darn run um, through eight or nine innings. But And Minnesota doesn't score that much on the road. So uh, I would look at the, the first five under between these two. 
Take a look at Corbin Burns here. Last 30 days in Major League Baseball, 124 batters that he's faced. He's been electric, an 073 ISO power number, a weighted on base percentage of 240. He's going to get a good dose here of left-handed batters expected in the lineup today for Minnesota. He's been fantastic. How about this? 66 left-handed batters he's faced, a zero ISO power number, and a weighted on base percentage of 159. He's been absolutely electric. We'll see how that one turns out here. Next game up on the docket, can the Mariners continue to stay hot? They take a look at the White Sox today, and that's going to be Kirby versus Kopech on the mound. Now, you look at the Mariners going like, what? Minus 215 at the FanDuel Sportsbook and a total of nine and a half. That's because everybody lines up and says, manager, put me in today because Michael Kopech is on the mound. Easy win for the Mariners. How are we playing this one out possibly from your angle there, Mark? I mean, yes, it feels like it should be. And again, I jumped all over the Mariners in the first game of this series in their team total over four and a half. And they cleared it in the first inning when they scored five runs. Yes. If they were all were that easy, I mean, if they all were that easy, but the Mariners lineup right now is just hitting the cover off the baseball. Uh, and I wouldn't step in front of them. So I agree with you. It's Mariners or pass right now until I see him. And Michael Kopech probably isn't the starter um, here. Now the Mariners are a bullpen. I would trust for a full game versus the White Sox, a bullpen that I'd love to play against for a full game here. So at the price you're getting, I'm not sure you can really lay the two to one here that you're being asked as far as the price is concerned. I may just go back to a, a Mariners team total. It's probably a number that's a lot more amenable and a, and a juice that's a lot more amenable for you to pay than laying minus 205. And by the way, take a look at Michael Kopech here, struggling against lefties, righties, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, full season. He just hasn't gotten together. And another one of those things where you thought a couple of years ago, hey, look at this, a young power pitcher coming through that lineup. They should be able to provide. He's been a disaster right now. Maybe he can turn it around, but also good points brought up here because the Seattle Mariners for most of the season, hey, okay, they got some good young pitching here, but boy, they can't hit. They've really turned those bats on, particularly against right-handed pitching. Just look at the last 30 days, weighted on base percentages for this lineup, 430. 37 and also Cal Rowley's absolutely rocking the baseball. We'll see if Julio Rodriguez gets back into the lineup, but it was nice to get JP Crawford back in there as well. One quick point here that you do bring up, which I do think is very good. I always call first five innings betting in a vacuum because I know exactly what the conditions are going to be. The starting pitcher, the lineups that line up against it. There's no foul play. You know, like, oh my goodness. I had a three to one lead in the eighth inning and the setup guy blew it or the ninth inning closer blew it when you're taking a side to a game. So I do think there are some validity and some valid points there that you can make on that. Do you tend to always stay with a first five inning? Because for me, I also think like, okay, if I didn't get, let's just have a team total four and a half in the first five innings, it's two and a half. Well, theoretically, if they're going to get three runs in the first five innings, they're probably going to get it full game as well. But I always look at it. My handicap is based on that approach. Like if they scored one run in the first five innings and then tacked on six in the eighth inning, yeah, we'll take the money. But it was a missed handicap. Do you always go first five innings in that look? I, I tend to lean that way. Uh, this season, I've had a couple of bad bullpen blow-ups and exchanges that have just That's left a sour t- uh, and I just, I, I don't need to deal with the aggravation. Plus it's easy to best wet, bet, bet West coast games and still getting bad. I don't have to stay up for the whole thing. So I guess there is that, but uh, again, I have to see specific leverage scenarios where I have a very plus bullpen like Seattle, a top five bullpen in baseball, but it's a very bad bullpen and I want True. all nine at bats. I'm also on the road, right? So I know I'm going to get nine at bats with a chance yep. for a late home. If they're stuck on four, a late solo shot against the bullpen. Well, no, that's part of the handicap that, that I have that in my back pocket. Um, so I have to get specific scenarios to develop for me to go full game. I generally ride by the philosophy, Donnie, 
If they ain't scoring early, they ain't scoring late. So uh, if they can't get to a starter who's not a good starter early, why all of a sudden are they just going to turn it around? Those instances don't manifest themselves often. By the way, eight straight wins for the Seattle Mariners. The Texas Rangers, six straight losses. If you would have told me three weeks ago the Mariners would be in one game of the lead in the AOS, I never would have believed you there. But here we are. Rangers, Astros, and Mariners down the stretch they come with about five weeks left to go in the Major League Baseball season. But we're going to turn it over next to you know who? The Giants and the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies put out a miracle win yesterday. Can they do it again today? We'll handicap that next right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right back at it for more Major League Baseball talk right here on the Early Line Wednesday morning edition. Donnie Wright's out here and Mark Zinno. By the way, quick little weather update here. If we're looking at Seattle and Chicago, 98 degrees at first pitch today with 10 to 12 mile an hour winds blowing out to left field. By the end of the game, temperatures expected to be right around 100 degrees. So maybe some food for thought if you're looking to handicap that game overall. But let's move to the city of brotherly love. A massive series here between the Giants and the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies have taken the first two games and quite frankly stole the game yesterday. If we're looking at this game and lining it up today, trying to match this up or trying to match this up, excuse me here, Giants and the Phillies, a minus 130 price here for Lorenzen. And it looks like a 110 price here for the San Francisco Giants, a total that's listed at eight and a half. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, Philly stole one last night, right? I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it uh, in the bottom inning there. But, you know, still, this is a team right now in the Phillies that is able to score runs at home and able to do it routinely, but can't score them on the road. I don't trust the Giants. And their pitching staff, to me, when it's not Logan Webb and it's not Alex Cobb, I don't know what they're doing from game in, game out. How many bullpen games in a row can they go? And at some point in time, this team is going to start to wear down from a bullpen standpoint here. I just don't like betting against the Phillies at home and the way that they score runs. 
Yeah, it's interesting to see it play out because, yeah, they did steal one last night. Alex Cobb, if we take a look at the last 30 days in Major League Baseball, hasn't fared all that well, Mark. You take a look at an ISO power number of 262 and a weighted on base percentage of 383 combined. And the Philadelphia Phillies lineup against right-handed pitching over the past month that has absolutely been doing damage. I mean, just take a look at some of these weighted on base percentages. Outside of Nick Castellanos at a 285, you got Schwarber 402, Turner 329, Harper 413, Stott 349, Bohm 346. Ramuto 330, Marsh 451, Cave 440. We'll see what happens in Philadelphia. And also, monstrous for the standings overall, no doubt about it. Let's take a look at a double header and game number one. This game's going to be taking a look out on the West Coast here. It's the Reds and it's the Angels. The Angels, a heavy favorite in this game, and a total that's coming in around eight on the mound today. Four, it looks like the Cincinnati Reds. That's Andrew Abbott. And then Shohei Otani expected to be on the mound today. Are we looking to get back into the win column for the Angels for whatever reason? Uh, I mean, this is a classic first five here. First five under. Andrew Abbott is sub three yeah. ERA. His whip is around 1.1. Uh, he goes for Cincinnati. The Angels don't hit the ball very well as of late, even though Mike Trout is back. And it's Shohei Otani. So, you know, the damage should be limited to a certain extent as long as he's the Shohei Otani that we've seen throughout certain stretches this season. I, I wouldn't trust either one of these bullpens. Way too much variance for, for two bad bullpens in this game. Both of these starters should easily last five. It's a first five under for me. There you go. Taking a look at it, too. And also, Shohei Otani showcasing, I guess, okay, I'm going to be the league MVP. I get that. But I know other teams are watching saying, now, don't you do any damage there to that shoulder that might come to a fruition here in the offseason with other teams looking to maybe poach him from the Los Angeles Angels. Another team that – this is a team that I seem to bring up every day and angers me more by the day. A few weeks ago, I took a shot here on the San Diego Padres to win the World Series, figuring if they got into the playoffs, they would have a nice mix at a nice price. And every day, those odds seem to get longer because why? The Padres just can't put any win streak together. Win a game, lose two. Win a game, lose two. It feels like that's what they do. The Marlins that are going to send Sandy Alcantara to the mound going up against Seth Lugo, a slight favorite once again for the San Diego Padres at a minus 130 price and a total of seven and a half. I got to tell you right now, the Padres are one of the most talented teams in Major League Baseball, but it just hasn't worked out. Are we looking at a dog price here on the Marlins or is it a bounce back day for the Padres for you, Mark? Well, can I just back it up and give you a full disclosure here that I took the Padres first five in the opener of this series uh, Mm -hmm. and had no sweat cover as they beat up on Ryan Weathers, who's terrible. I went back yes. to the well with that same bet on the run line last night with Blake Snell uh, in figuring that, oh, I don't know, that, that w- the same situation has manifested itself. Uh, Jesus Lozardo has been bad over the last month plus. You know, the Padres yes. seemed to tattoo yep. left-handed pitching at home. Everything just set up for me to run it right back. And, of course, I gave the book right back that money that I had gotten from Monday in the series. So, uh, I don't know what to make of this. Part of me was actually hoping that the Padres would blow them out last night so I could fade Seth Lugo in this spot and go to the Marlins here. But feels like a coin flip scenario. I have passed on Lugo every single time just because of the inconsistency in this team. And he's not one of the top three starters I would back after Snell, Waka, and Musgrove. So I would probably pass in this spot here given the variance. Um, I would lean San Diego because they're home and and – they, even though it's Petco, they tend to do better at home offensively. So, but I got no strong feeling the way, Donnie. 
Yeah, I don't have a, a big feeling on this game again because it's just based on the Padres here. And like outside of Seth Lugo, like every time they take the field, they usually have the better pitcher. I don't think they have the better pitcher today, but it still is a talented lineup and they're at home. But it's just been so tough here to trust the Padres with money at any time here this season. Again, took a little bit of a flyer saying if they can make the playoffs, I can turn a nice price into maybe some hedging opportunities. But since I made that bet, they were like three and a half games back in the wild card, now sitting six games back. I just don't see them getting it together. They haven't got it together over the first. 120 plus games of the season. I don't know how they're going to get it together over the final five weeks of this season. Let's keep moving forward. Some other playoff implications as well. It seems like across the diamond landscape today, we see a lot of this. The Blue Jays and the Orioles. Gaussman versus Flaherty. A total in this game that's listed at eight and a favorite here for the Toronto Blue Jays with Gaussman on the mound at a minus 130 price. Yesterday, if you're looking at the under, you probably should have had it, but that's what extra innings are for. As you saw three runs getting popped in the 10th inning alone to push that game over blue jays orioles orioles bouncing back today for you or are the blue jays going to continue their ride here into the wild card yeah i backed the orioles full game on the money line last night and again that was another uh l donnie as i took it in the teeth yesterday it was not fun <laughs> yeah. uh and a game that the orioles you know probably could have should have won but it didn't happen mm-hmm. it's strange the blue jays are terrible against the al east i think they're 12 and 24 this year Against the AL East, that's after last night's win. They're above 500 against every other division, but they've struggled in the AL East. Have we met a tougher luck starter this year than Kevin Gosman, who's getting like no run yeah. support anytime he pitches, but he's been fantastic every single time out? Um, again, I don't, Toronto, they're a, a tough team to figure out at times. They don't score at home, but they score a ton on the road. They were limited last night by Grayson Rodriguez, who's, who's been much better since he's been called back up. I don't want to step in front of Gosman. I love the Orioles as an underdog, and they shouldn't be priced like one, and they've been priced like one way too much this year, given how good they've been. But I wouldn't step in front of Gosman. Could you look at an under here in this game? Maybe. I think with Gosman and and both of these bullpens, which are very good, by the way, um, they're both top five, top six bullpens in Major League Baseball, an under wouldn't shock me altogether. But you had the situation like you did last night you talked about. You were sitting pretty for eight innings, and then nobody could push one run across and win it 4-3. Instead, you go to extras, and all of a sudden, 6-3 gets you 9, and and you just lost money on the whole thing. So always tough to bet full-game unders. Maybe a first five here under. I'll tell you what's pretty crazy, too. Toronto not being able to score runs at home. Like, they basically said, okay, we're going to throw you guys a bone here at the plate. You guys will be able to let it rip. And it hasn't worked out that way at the Rogers Center. We'll see if they can make it into the playoffs and maybe change some of those fortunes. Let's take a look. Same game parlay land for me today. The Los Angeles Dodgers and the Cleveland Guardians. Clayton Kershaw is going to be on the mound going up against Curry. Now, Curry is a dog price of plus 176, which means the Dodgers on the road are over a 2-1 to price, coming in at the FanDuel Sportsbook at a minus 210. The total here is eight and a half. It's always hard to go against the Los Angeles Dodgers. There is a pitching mismatch here that we have. Any ways to bet this game that you might be looking with the Dodgers, even at this expensive price, or maybe a dog look on those Guardians? I mean, the Dodgers to the over have been the play on the road this whole year, right? Um, how much do you trust Kershaw? Is this first or second starts is coming off the IL? I, I haven't. He's been back. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's been, been back. back. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's been a little bit of a, of a mixed bag of results, but that's probably the only way I would go. I don't trust Kershaw to shut down anybody at this point, uh, even though he was very good earlier in the year. It, it, I, I think just age and everything else have started to get to him a little bit. I know the Guardians' outburst of runs yesterday was probably the biggest anomaly we've seen in baseball in the past month because that's not a team that scores a lot here, but 
uh, I would tend to think that there are going to be runs scored either by the Dodgers or the Guardians here, if not both, and look to an over. I'll tell you what, the interesting part about this, too, is Clayton Kershaw, again, being back on the mound here. But taking a look overall, the, the Guardians don't really line up against left-handed pitchers. If we're looking at, you know, ISO power numbers just based on the last 30 days, there's not a ton of at-bats here. It's not a lot of back data. But my goodness, you like to look for the batter to be around a 170 to a 175 or higher, which means they're at the Major League Baseball average, and you can count on them at the plate. If we're looking at the lineup today for the Guardians, 030 for Quan, 032 for Ramirez, Gonzalez, 042, Loriano 150. Jimenez 065, Arias 125, and the final three guys in the lineup, Rokio 056, Ha 0, and Straw 0. So things working out at the plate here might not be making too much sense, which is why, again, I'm going to lead on Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers just to win this game and Freddie Freeman to get an RBI. Yesterday in Cleveland, the wind was blowing in. Didn't affect the Guardians at the plate. They won that game 8-3, to three, but now we have 78 degrees with a wind blowing out close to double digits to center field. We'll see how that plays into it here. Keeping in the landscape of teams trying to make the playoffs or maybe be secure winning a division. That's the Red Sox and the Astros. Urquidy will be on the mound for the Astros and the Red Sox sending out Chris Sale. Price point in this game, pretty cheap. Minus 120 here on the Houston Astros and a total listed at nine. Sox, Astros, any angles for you here, Mark, on this game today? It feels like the Red Sox can't beat the Astros ever. <laughs> yeah. It's just such, you know, again, I don't love Urquidy as a starter here. Uh, it, it doesn't really, you know, tickle my fancy to try to back him mm-hmm. in this spot, um, especially against Chris Sale. You know, I, I, I would probably roll with Boston here. You know, the Red Sox may have, might have gotten a little bit of false sense of how good they are after sweeping the Yankees because guess what? The Yankees aren't very good. Yeah. So yeah. I know it's the Yankees-Red Sox, and it's supposed to be a, quote, you know, rivalry um, that's not really a rivalry anymore because neither one of these teams have been very good. But beyond all that, um, the Astros are in a different class. But I'm not stepping in front of Chris Sale here. I'd back him here. Um, maybe first five, but I could understand a full game backing here. Although the, the Red Sox bullpen is a decided disadvantage for them over the Astros. It's going to be a fun matchup here because Sale coming back only 35, excuse me, 35 batters faced over the past month in baseball, but 33 of those have been from the right side. And he's done really well. An 071 ISO and a weighted on base percentage of 183. Now here's where you might have to take a leap of faith if you're looking to back the Astros. They've done wonders against left-handed pitching over the last 30 days in Major League Baseball. Every single guy anticipated in the lineup one through nine today has a 320 or higher weighted on base percentage, which includes a couple guys there like Altuve, 448, Tucker, 443, McCormick, 545, Pena 448, Myers 431, and Maldonado, who doesn't hit anybody, apparently now has found the key to left-handed hitting or left-handed batting against a left-handed pitcher, excuse me, a 429 ISO power number. So this should be an interesting 10 games that we just capped. Let me ask you this quick question too, not necessarily on a game itself. I'm fascinated by the NL wildcard race right now. If we're looking, the Phillies, the Cubs, and the Diamondbacks currently sit if the season ended today in a wildcard position. Do you think the Giants, Reds, or Marlins, of those three, who is the best chance to get that final wildcard spot if it was up to you? As crazy as it sounds, the Cincinnati Reds, because they can hit the ball. Right? I mean, you're going to face bad teams and bad pitching down the stretch here, and I'd rather have the lineup that's going to put runs up right now. I know the Reds can't pitch other than Andrew Abbott, who's going today. Uh, and their bullpen is bad, but they score. And that's enough for me to back them. And who would have thought that maybe two wildcard teams a month ago would come out of the NL Central? Go figure.
Incredible, incredible. Need Hunter Green to step back after coming back from the aisle. Got rocked his first start back. But we want to thank Mark Zeno for rising and grinding with us on the early line today for a Wednesday edition, Mark. Awesome job today. Congratulations. I'll give you the rest of the day off. But I got to close this thing down with a little listen up next. Make sure you stay tuned. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Final segment of the day here for a Wednesday morning edition of The Early Line. Rising and grinding is what we do. Boy, we hit a ton of topics. And today, helping me out, Mark Zinno from 7 to 9 a.m. here before we hand it over to the morning after and Ben Stevens and the rest of your sports grid programming. So make sure you don't go anywhere. Keep the dial here. It's week zero in college football, only a few weeks away from week number one in the NFL. But today, Major League Baseball certainly taking center stage. Major League Baseball across the afternoon and into the evening. A lot of good spots to take a look at. Now, yesterday, I actually lost some money in my RBI props. Wasn't happy with. Lost my same game parlay. Today, on Wednesday, it's hump day. We turn it all around. I love the fact that I'm backing the Dodgers today with Clayton Kershaw against the Guardians. And just need a Freddie Freeman RBI, which should be like clockwork, as we say. Pays close to 2-1 to one here. So, certainly cheering that on. Also, in the NBA, James Harden, $100,000 fine. Rolling right off his back. We'll see if he plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. And also, hit some of those details here in college football, which included Reggie Bush and also some starting quarterbacks out there in the Pac-12. But you know what I want to focus on again? Major League Baseball here. Hey, guys, Mike Trout's back. Listen up. Mike Trout's back. Congratulations here. Let's go over the standings here in the wild card. And by the way, Mike Trout did come back yesterday. And what happened? Yeah, the Angels took a loss. Next, he had the lead, which they've had quite a few times this year, and blew it late. So if we're looking at the Rays, they'd make it today. The Astros, if the season ended, they would be in today. How about those Seattle Mariners? If the season ended today, they would be in it. And by the way, the Angels were supposed to be better than the Mariners and retooled at the deadline to pass them. But as we move down, the Toronto Blue Jays, one game back. The Red Sox, five games back. The Angels, 10 games back. 
in the wild card race here, which is crazy. And also talking with Mark, what should happen? I've always been under the adage that if I am the Angels, I'm selling every piece possible to rebuild my farm system, start again, spend some money in free agency in a few years, which includes getting rid of Mike Trout and not re-signing Shohei Otani. You should have traded Otani. You should have traded Mike Trout at the deadline. You should have tried to get something for Anthony Rendon. Not bought at the deadline. Mike Trout's back. Congratulations, Lance Angeles. It ain't going anywhere here. Stay tuned for Ben Stevens in the morning after. Coming up right now. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.